Hey listener, I have good news for you. We are opening registrations for the lettering seminar again this month during Black Friday, and it's going to be big. In case you're just hearing about it, it's a live training program I first held in Berlin in 2017 to educate my students and unlock their creative potential. Since 2020, I've been teaching this live seminar as an online course with video lessons and tools for aspiring lettering artists who want to take their skills and careers to the next level. And to give you a full walkthrough of the course curriculum and what's included, I'll be holding a free lettering masterclass for you. Yes, you can sign up to the masterclass by simply going to martinaflor.com slash lettering masterclass. That is martinaflor.com slash lettering masterclass. Those who sign up get priority access to the program and to some additional perks. See you there. Uno, dos, tres. Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the creatives, illustrators, designers and makers of tomorrow today. My name is Martina Flor, I'm a lettering artist, author, educator and the host of the show and today I have not one but two guests to talk about learning a skill, having a creative process and the importance of community when you're a creative. You might have noticed that my voice sounds a bit different today. Autumn is taking a toll on me. I've been with a call for, for the last two days and I was really looking forward to this episode of the show. Uh, so I decided to show up and I won't be doing the talking anyways because I have Yoki Ving and Sonia Selvas with me. Yoki, also known as The Green Nib, is a vegan lettering artist based in Roermond, the Netherlands. Sonia is a freelance graphic designer based in Brussels, Belgium. Both of them are some of my best students and they are part of one of my programs and we have been working together for the past six months. This is how we know each other. So it's great to have really the opportunity to talk farther with you. We have met a couple of times before and we have been working together for the past months, but still this is the first time that we see it uh, for a long, you know, one hour of time to just chat with each other. So. I want to say hi to both of you and yeah, tell you that I'm really happy to have you on the, on the show. So hello um, to both of you. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? You could go, you know, uh, Sonia, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be part of Letter Now. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I, I always love to draw letters. so. I now that's why I decided to join the lettering seminar and it's been so good. Amazing. So um, just for a little bit of context, like the program that I mentioned before is the lettering seminar. This is like my, my signature program. This is how I got to know Sonia and um, I, I want to pronounce, pronounce your name properly. Um, Yoke. Perfect. Amazing. Yes. Um, and I have I have really an issue to, pr to pronounce uh, Yoke's name. And this is the first time that I do it properly. Right. So um, and I yeah, I got to know them through the this program, the lettering seminar. And they're both like great students and they had really good results. And yeah. And I wanted to have you on the show today. So, Sonia, 
Thank you so much for introducing yourself. Yoke, perhaps you want to say some words about yourself? Sure. First of all, thank you for having me as well. I love being here. Uh, um, I'm Yoke. I'm from the Netherlands and I've been lettering as a hobby for a long time. And two years ago, I decided to do it more uh, and decided to take on the lettering seminar as well. So, yeah. Amazing. So we will be speaking about developing a skill today and all the things that it involves. And although we will be pretty, you know, specifically talking about um, drawing letters, um, which is what we have developed a skill in, um, I believe that many of the things that we will discuss today apply to many disciplines and are useful regardless the creative skill you're pursuing. So, Yoke, Sonia, I invited you today to discuss this topic because As I said, we have been working together and I have seen your work evolve in a great way. Both of you started your journey as self-taught and, you know, doing lettering as a hobby. And I love to know a little bit more about how you're starting doing lettering. I, I think it would be great to know and also for our listeners to, to discover when did you first decided that this was a skill that you wanted to develop And what were the challenges you were facing before deciding to go deeper into learning this skill? Um, perhaps, Yoke, you want to start? Sure. So um, I drew letters ever since I was a kid. Um, but back then I didn't know I was actually drawing letters. I just like doing it. <laughs> Um, I made birthday cards and uh, all sorts of drawings. And uh, just a couple of years ago, I did some challenges, some hand lettering challenges online, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And I really liked it. Um, and I just thought like, hey, this is something I really like doing. And uh, But somehow some of my letters weren't looking all too great. I was like, how can I change that? And so then I decided to, uh, well, take it more seriously and just really look at the, the letter forms and read about it more because it was just a hobby and I didn't really think I needed to like, get in all the rules or you know stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but then I did look into some books and uh, the lettering seminar um, was the logical next step, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because um, I think that many of us start with like just exploring a skill, right? So you do it once and you find, you find something there. I don't know what that yeah. is. You find joy or you find that you might have a talent in that. Um, but of course, like this is, you know, the first time you approach a skill is normally very intuitively. So I wonder what were the challenges or where, what were the things that you noticed that you thought, hey, I might need to, you know, go deeper into this or I might need to understand some of the things or, you know, this is holding me back or what were the challenges there? Well, most of all, I drew flourishes but it looked so crowded and I didn't know how to it just it didn't look good so for me it was like I need to know more about this so I can have it more balanced and to 
yeah, that's one thing. Like I really wanted to learn more about the flourishes, but also like where to put the thick lines and where to put the thin lines. <laughs> I always thought I knew where to, where they needed to go, but nope, <laughs> I was wrong. So yeah, um, uh, just to keep the balance of the whole of the whole piece was mostly my. Well, there are so many things that I like to learn. And um, yeah, I had more challenges than I thought I would have. <laughs> so that's interesting. So some of the, the biggest challenges were really the technical stuff or the, like the small yeah. stuff or like the details, actually. Right. So what was the experience for you, Sonia? Like, how did you start it with lettering? And, um, you know, what were the challenges that you faced as self-thought? Uh, for me, it was... I went through something similar to Joke. Um, I, I always loved to throw letters. Uh, I was doing it when I was a kid also, but I never knew what it was. And I started to take it as a hobby. Uh, I was always uh, drawing quotes or names or uh, letters for my friends. So that's how I started. But I at some point I realized that I, I was not having a structure and my letters didn't look uh, very nice. Um, so I guess I, I was uh, struggling a little bit with the technical part. Uh, I also didn't know how to, where to put the thin lines, the thick lines. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, very frustrating at that time. So that's when I decided to make my own research about lettering and uh, that's when I came across with the lettering seminar. And I think lettering is not something that you can find uh, a, a lot of programs about lettering. So when I when I saw the lettering seminar, I was very happy because I thought it was like a complete uh, education. So it's, it's has, it has been very helpful. And I think it's helped me a lot to uh, get better at this. I love this. I wasn't expecting <laughs> this kind of feedback. Just as background information, I didn't tell them to say this at all. They're just like doing this from their own um, will. <laughs> so thank you so much for that piece of feedback. And as you know, Yoke and Sonia, this is a listener-driven show, so we are here to answer questions from our listeners. And we'll start with messages coming from social media. You can, the listeners, you can always send us your questions through my Instagram account at martinaflor or send your voice memos with questions and comments by simply going to martinaflor.com slash voice message or email your voice memos to podcast at martinaflor.com. So our first question is coming from Lizzie on Instagram. So the question is, how do you choose a new creative ground? How do you know you're going to be good at it? And I guess Lizzie is wondering, you know, what is worth investing their time? Um, in my experience with, you know, working with many creatives, what happens is that at some point of our career as creatives, uh, we want to develop a skill and specialize in something um, so that we are not generalists, but we become more focused in one thing or we have a specific skill that, you know, differentiate us. Um, but it gets really hard to understand upfront whether that skill is 
you know, that, that skill you're, you're trying to develop is going to be your thing. And it's really hard to know that up front, right? So I'd like to ask you, um, Yoke and Sonia, how do you choose lettering as a skill to develop? And how did you... How did you decide that you wanted to go down the path of letter drawing? Uh, what were the cues? What were the things that you said or that things that you saw in your work or your interests that you thought, hey, maybe this is something for me to explore? Um, I think for me, it mostly came from feeling like that. What, the, what was the thing that I really felt more me to do? Um, since I've been doing it for, well, since I was 12, uh, it was apparently something that I really liked. Um, and I also did some calligraphy and I was debating, like, should I go more into the calligraphy uh, kind of thing or should I just focus on, more on lettering? And just uh, it felt more to it felt better to do the lettering thing lettering thing that sounds a bit weird maybe but <laughs> <laughs> to focus more on lettering than uh, than calligraphy um and I've tried so many other creative things but I just always came back to lettering so that was just my thing I guess and what what about you Sonia uh for me well it's something I have always liked to do but also I I used to work uh, at a magazine before and I remember that whenever I had to come up with a title that needed to be uh, in, in, impressive and that it had an impact, I could, like, I feel that sometimes if you use uh, a, type, a, a typography, a typeface, uh, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> um, it's not, uh, sometimes it doesn't communicate well what you're trying to to, to say. Uh, so I always saw that with lettering, you could uh, make it uh, some, you could, you could make something personalized. And I always wanted to create something like that, but I didn't know how to do it. And uh, that's why I decided to, to go to the, to the lettering path, because I wanted to, to communicate things in a impactful way. Yeah, and that's so important because we, it's crazy how much we are surrounded by typography and letter forms. But, you know, it's not until you actually do the thing and you sh give shape to a word that you understand how much you can shape that message, how much, you know, what you do and how you do it can really help you know, transform that message. And I think there's something very powerful in drawing letter forms that I think that, you know, in, in one recent uh, podcast interview that I had that I had with another podcast, I'm going to put it on the show notes. I, I don't remember now the name. Yeah, The Simple Bits. I had, I was invited to The Simple Bits podcast and I was speaking about the, you know, how I thought that, there's something very interesting in typography and there's something that, you know, in, in drawing letter forms that can be useful for any creative. I think that learning to sh give shape to a letter and to go deep into all the possibilities that you have with one letter form can really teach you a lot and develop 
you know, help you develop a sensibility for shape in general. I always think that whoever gets into drawing letter forms can have a big takeaway, whatever is their thing in the creative disciplines. If they're illustrators, if they're designers, there's always something you can learn from drawing letter forms and to give by giving shape to language. And I think that some of the things you are sharing, Sonia, that you know you have been working with typography for a long time as a designer. Um, and you know, it wasn't until you did lettering that you really you know, gave shape to those languages. You you really pushed those boundaries, the boundaries that you had before with fonts and with typefaces. Um, and as a designer, you could really expand that skill of communicating something with typography. And I was wondering, which were your biggest aha moments from learning this skill? Um, what were the things that you know, through learning a new skill, um, you discovered about yourself or things you you didn't know you know or you talents you didn't know you had um, that you discovered through the process of creating lettering and getting better at that? For me, something that was very uh, important was to learn how to sketch. I never uh, put that much effort in my sketches and I realized that that was a big mistake. Hmm. Um, so yeah, learning how to do that. Uh, Can I do a follow-up question to that? Like yeah, yeah. In, which, in which way do you feel that that was um, a big mistake or that it wasn't productive for your own workflow? Because I could never have uh, a concrete idea like, mm. uh, for example, I started uh, sketching something very simple and then I moved on to the digital part and I realized that in the, in the digital part, I was uh, facing a lot of problems and that I was missing uh, things. So I wanted to add some things at the end, but it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that if you sketch beforehand everything, you can really have great results that was uh, like a big aha moment for me because mm. yeah, after that uh, I was really uh, taking my sketches to, to, the, to the best I could. And after that, seeing the results, it was very rewarding for me because I understood why it was so important to, to really take into account all these details uh, before. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Just to give a bit of context, um, in the or I, you know, my teaching method method is always like it always has parts in the sense of like you use specifically in the lettering seminar. There is a a, a part that is about sketching, and I put a lot of emphasis in sketching letter forms because that had a big impact on my results. And also on my work with uh, as a professional, it, it was a very good tool for me to work commercially as a lettering artist. Um, so the essentially the process has always like these two parts, like the sketching and the digitization or the digital part of the work. And um, this is what Sonia was mentioning, which is that there's in the sketching stage, we really go deep into 
using that skill or using that technique, which, you know, moves really fast and is really organic to explore all the possibilities. Um, so just, I just wanted to give context to your, um, to your um, aha moments or the aha moments you were sharing with us, Sonia. And what about you, Yoke? Well, there have been many, many aha moments. So it's, it's um, difficult to choose one. Um, but if I do have to choose, I would say that those technical uh, bits, like learning about the shapes, learning about um, how to use the layers, how to um, use the balancing of the whole piece, but also the whole process, because I just put my pen to paper and I just did, you know, I just drew. And now it's like, whoa, it's, it's more than just putting pen to paper. It's really getting, okay, what do I want it to convey? And how do I want to make my shapes? And it's so, yeah, really more thoughtful um, than I did it in the beginning. So um, that's mostly my aha moment. Like there's a whole process behind it all. I love that because also it, me it gives your work a lot more meaning, right? When you start understanding what is the importance of your work and all the things that can go into it. I think that we can circle back to what Sonia was saying before that, um, you know, sh she was through her work, uh, she was shaping language, right? And she was communicating stuff. And when you understand that as a lettering artist, you are giving shape to a message and that you are communicating stuff and you're, you know, conveying something, then you start sort of giving value to your work a lot more, right? Um, and you start understanding the importance of what you do, which I think it's, it's great for you, for every artist to build also self-confidence. So let's move on to the next question coming from Mara. So the question is, where do you start learning a skill? There's so much information out there. Okay, so... So again, this is the information overwhelm that we all experience um, in the modern world. I was discussing this with uh, Maria Montes in our last podcast episode, and I believe this one this is the biggest challenge that every creative faces nowadays when they want to learn something new. Um, there's just too much out there, and it is really hard to understand what is a reliable source and you know what what is the thread that i should follow to learn this right and there's a thing called analysis paralysis there's like a, a phenomenon called analysis paralysis where when one is faced with too many options it gets really hard to choose one so it's like you know when you i compare this with when you go to a restaurant and they have a huge menu and you have too many options, and then I'm always like, okay, just bring me some potato salad. <laughs> you know, it's like I can when I have just too many options on a menu, it's like I cannot just go through all it, all of it. I, I will just go for the safe, for the safe path, for the safe option. So I wanted to pass it to you, Yoke and Sonia, and ask you, what made you decide choosing 
one learning method over other? What made you, you know, what were the techniques or the process you you chose or you used to sort of filter through the clutter of options you had out there? Well, for me, it was very clear that I needed to take a course uh, because, uh, like I said before, I, I feel that I was lacking structure and I didn't know the rules and the fundamentals. So at some point, I, I, I said to myself, okay, if you want to get better at this, you need to start doing something about it. And that's when I made my own research. Uh, I started to investigate more about lettering. And when you do that, you come, you come across with many options, like you were saying before. Uh, but I guess it's just about taking what you feel is right. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's kind of like a bet. You, you, you decide that you, you will take a certain course and there's always a chance uh, you won't like it or not. But at the end, I feel uh, that it was the best decision for me. So yeah, it, 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 it really, it really showed me uh, that that it's important to not only stay with um, with what you already know because I I think you for example in my case I love learning from other people mm. I, I I think it gives you another perspective of things so that that's very uh, useful and it really makes an impact in my work. That's great. And what about you, Yoki? Well, it's similar to Sonia. Um, there is so much information out there and I, I felt I needed more structure in my work as well, needing to learn about the fundamentals, same as Sonia. Um, and I also really needed something that was that felt complete. Mm. And to me, the lettering seminar was just that. It covers I think all you need to know um but I'm also a multi-potential multi-potential as they call it like I'm interested in a lot of things and I, I tend to wonder like hey is there's another course that's also interesting and you know but um then you just have to choose and say that no I I I bought this one <laughs> I decided to do this one and then complete it and um that that should help, I think. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting because I I know that there are so many like possibilities out there, and whenever someone signs up for or many of the things and the structures we create in within the course have to do with also keeping you accountable and kind of we know that there's a lot of distractions in your life and we know that you signed up for this uh, course for a reason but you know life get, gets in the way and we know that and my team and I really work often and discuss often about how can, can we do to keep our students engaged how can we help them 
get there where they want to be or get there where they initially wanted to be when they signed up for this course. And I think that many of the things we do, like the studio hours where we work together and the lettering creates, um, which are these live events that we host in the academy um, and also our community, uh, kind of like our online community where we get feedback from each other and we really connect with other or you connect with other students and we connect with you there. Um, these are really like things that we we intentionally put in the course so that we make sure that our students succeed because it's so important for us that or it's so important for me and it's what keeps me going and also my team to see that you at the end of the work the, the, the work that you put in you really end up with a great result and I have seen in your work that you ended up with beautiful lettering pieces and you continue doing more lettering pieces it's not just one you're just you know motivated to do more and I was wondering what how did these things impacted your work and your your drive to continue going with the course because I know that this is a, a very complete course as you said and is although it's very streamlined it's also something you have to invest time in so I wonder how how the community and the studio hours and all these things really had an impact on you um, staying on track yes yeah, so um I love, 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 love the community. <laughs> um, it really helps me um, keep myself on track. And I told you I was gonna post my sketch, and I posted my sketch. If I, had, you know, if it wasn't for the community, I wouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. And I would have just said like, okay, I'll just leave my sketch over here and not do anything <laughs> with it. So, um, and it's very helpful. You get a lot of feedback from all the lovely people in the community and from you, of course. So it's, yeah, I love it. It's, it's I love it. <laughs> That's great. I'm happy to hear that that was helpful for you. And what about you, Sonia? Was that, did that have an impact on you staying on track or staying motivated to, to complete the course? Yes, definitely. It, for me to see the students work, it's very inspiring. Uh, I think it really motivates to keep creating. Uh, you see everyone's posting their work. And I think it's very uh, nice because you also get to learn from, from what they post and other people's comment. And what I like the most is that I feel it's very safe to, to poster. Everyone is nice and everyone is trying to help. So, and sometimes you, when you are working on your own lettering piece, sometimes you don't know how to move forward. But when you see other people's lettering pieces, you feel like, oh, okay, uh, maybe uh, this person can improve this, maybe I can help with this. I, I feel that you have another perspective. So for me, it has been uh, really great and I'm very thankful to to have a, a nice community. That's great. And I personally want to add something. I mean, our community makes me happy, seriously. Um, 
because I feel that, and this is really unexpected to me, I feel that everyone there in a way becomes a teacher. And I think the community really kind of trains their ability to give feedback. You know, through giving mm -hmm. feedback to other students, you really develop an eye for typography and letter forms. And really every time I go into the community to give feedback or to see what are you up to, um, I see the comments and I think like, I totally agree with this. Like all of the comments and the feedback and all of the things you say about other students' work is like, yeah, I would, I would just say the same. And that makes me so proud that, you know, we are forming students that are independent from us that they don't you know at the end of the day they won't need our help they can just continue and go on in their own path you know giving feedback to other people and getting feedback from each other and being critical with their own work and I think that's the that that's the greatest like feedback that I can have as a teacher is that you know my students are totally autonomous they can go ahead and do it on their own and yeah they can thrive on their own so I love that you're giving this feedback about the community because it makes me so happy and it's great to hear that it makes our students happy as well and we are moving on to our story time section or segment in the in the podcast so Yoki, Sonia, we all love stories. And in this section, we want to go beyond the perfectly curated lives that we normally share on social media. So we want to allow space for real stories. And we want to hear about the biggest challenge you experience as an artist and at developing the skill as a designer, Sonia, in your case, and how that impacted your work and career. And yeah, I just want to open the, the mic for you to share any story that you would like to share with our, our listeners that was a challenge in your life and in your path as a creative and had an impact on how you, you see things or you see your craft nowadays and your perspective when it comes to creativity. Okay. Uh, for me, I think that moment was uh, the project that I selected for the lettering seminar. Um, I started to, to work on this project and I actually used the lettering maker for this and I was... Ah, uh, just to give it a little bit of context, <laughs> uh, also the lettering maker is a free tool that everyone uh, listening can use. Um, you can go to letteringmaker.com, it's essentially a brief generator for a lettering piece and it, you know, it provides you with a couple of parameters, but also it gives you a text that you can illustrate so that you don't have, you don't even have to think about that or you don't waste any time thinking about what to, you know, what is the text you're going to illustrate. So if you're interested in getting that done for you, you can go to letteringmaker.com. It's a free tool and everyone is invited to use it. So I just wanted to give that uh, piece of context. So, um, people understand or listeners understand what we are talking about. So go ahead, Sonia. Yes. Um, so I was uh, starting with that project and I started with my sketches and, but I felt that at some point I was really stuck. I was struggling a lot because I didn't know how to continue with this lettering piece. I, I was very happy with the main idea, 
but at the same time, I felt that it was missing something that I could really improve it. So at some point I decided to give up and I left it there. And I decided to move on uh, for another project. But then the lettering grid was uh, coming and I decided to submit this lettering piece because I felt that it had a lot of potential, but I just didn't know how. <laughs> and when the lettering grid came, I submitted it and I was very lucky that, that it got selected. So I, I, I wasn't able to attend that lettering grid because I was working. So I remember that I came back from work and the first thing I do is to, to check what I missed. And when I saw that my lettering piece was selected, I was so happy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and for me, this was such a rewarding experience because I felt like I really learned a lot from it. And something that was very important is that I realized how meaningful and impactful it can be to have feedback mm. because yeah yeah like how much this affects in 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 your uh, developing as an artist um, because I didn't know how to move forward with this but after that I I, I started to have like tons of ideas and I, I was motivated to, to continue with this. And I remember that the next day I took into account every feedback that I got and I, I was able to finish it and I was so happy. And I feel that I wouldn't have gotten those results without that. So mm. yeah, for me, this, is, this was a, a very uh, big moment in, in this lettering uh, path. I love so, that. Yeah. So feedback, feedback is yeah. so important. And by the way, Sonia's, Sonia's project was one of the selected projects. We feature one student project per month at, to our social media accounts. And Sonia's, the project that she finished through after she got the feedback from our students and from me throughout uh, during the lettering creed, um, this project got featured as one of the best projects of the month. So congrats for that. And definitely, I think that the feedback is such an important part of the process. And it's interesting because I think that often we, we pick up feedback from places that are not very nurturing. So we pick up feedback from social media and sometimes, you know, when our work doesn't get all the likes that we would like to or our work goes unnoticed, we sort of pick up on that. But if you find really a place where you can get, you know, a safe place, as you said before, Sonia, where you can get this productive feedback or this, um, yeah, constructive feedback, then things change. You know, they you know, this feedback can motivate you, this feedback can push you forward, and this feedback can really make a difference in getting that done or not, right? So I love that, that story, yeah. Yes, because I feel that sometimes uh, it's important to show your work to your family and friends, but to show it to people in a community where they all know about the same um, about the same field and they are all 
all about it. I feel that's very important uh, because you you really get some constructive uh, advices, uh, and I feel that these are the moments where you actually grow as an artist. Oh, I love that. What about you, Yoki? First of all, that was amazing, Sonia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for me, one of the biggest challenges was how to do custom work. So um, I've had a couple of wonderful clients. Um, and in the beginning, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> mm. um, like, how should I tackle the, the, the project? Um, so I get a brief from the, the client and um, I actually went over the lettering seminar and, and read through your books and like, okay, how can I um, have the whole process in place? Um, what are the things I should look for? Um, what, what are the things you should ask hmm. uh, the client? Because um, as you said, Martina, like having the complete freedom to do your whole creative thing you want to do is not as amazing as, as you think because it gets overwhelming. Mm. So with one client, um, I had to do several uh, calls just to get the right uh, feel for the, for the project. And um, that's, that's perfect feedback because um, if I hadn't asked all the questions I would have um, just went on sketching and mm. went into a different direction than the client would have wanted so um, yeah that was one of the biggest challenge like okay what what are the things I should ask not to just to make sure that I don't have too many work what I'll, how do I say this uh, that I wouldn't have done too much work that would have gone in the, the, the wrong direction actually so um, yeah that's the biggest challenge and I think that um, going over the whole process like okay what is it that the client really wants that's that's the main thing for me I that love helps. that because I know that many and this is something that I make an emphasis on just as a personal note here um, I I know that in a lettering course or in a course in general, I don't, that is about learning the technical skills. You don't necessarily need to explain the kind of commercial side of the craft, but I think this is so important to me. And that this is why I include it also in the, in the lettering seminar, because I think that first, many of the people who join are designers or illustrators or creatives or lettering artists that want to learn this skill or want to take this skill to the next level. Uh, so, and some of them are working with clients already in a way or another, even either because they are freelancers or they work as employees in a, in a design studio. So understanding the process, I think can be so helpful. I love these stories. Thank you so much. And um, we are getting to the end of the show. Um, and 
yeah, thank you so much for being there today and for having this great conversation with me. Um, so where can people find you? Yoke, in your case, where can people find you, your social networks and your website? They can find me mostly on Instagram, which is The Green Lip Lettering. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, The Green Lip, and my website is thegreenlip.nl. I love that. I will add this to the um, to the show notes. And I love the concept of your, awesome. uh, by the way, I love the concept of your uh, company, uh, which is The well, Green thanks. Lip. And this really aligns with some of your values that you are... Uh, vegan yourself and you want to attract clients that also align with that with those principles so I love the how everything comes together in your identity and what about you Sonia? Uh, well you can find me on Instagram as Sonia Selvas. Great so I'm gonna add all of this to Um, our show notes so that people can find you um, and it was great to have you to finish up What would you like? Is there some last words that you would like to share with our listeners? I, I would say uh, don't compare to others because I think we have all been there at some point and you just have to realize that everyone has its own process and as long as you keep practicing and creating, uh, you will be always closer to your goals. Great. What about you, Yoke? Wow, Sonia, I totally agree. That's amazing. Um, uh, yes, do what you love and don't do it because you think you can make a lot of money out of it or because other people say you have to do it. Just do what you do you. And um, practice makes progress and just just go for it. Just, um, yeah. Also, don't... Ex uh, don't um, No, accept that it will never, ever, ever be perfect because it never will be. <laughs> you can can work at it for years and still find something you would like to change. So just go for it. Just practice and enjoy. Have fun. So great. Don't compare to others. You do you. And it will never be perfect. So the biggest takeaway ways from this uh, podcast episode thank you so much again for being there so this is it you can find me the host of the show on social networks at martina flor on instagram twitter and facebook if you have a question or comments go to martinaflor.com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes and send voice memos with your comments and questions you can also watch these episodes on youtube just go to martinaflor.com slash youtube to find them you can of course listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform This is it for today. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Letter Now. Bye-bye.